Hey everyone, are you in need of a flexible and reliable staffing solution to your hospitality business? Look no further, because I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O, -O -O, Winolo. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality and reliable workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term, and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers for your hospitality needs fast and get work done even faster. So take your hospitality business to new heights with Winolo and join the industry leaders who have experienced the power of on-demand staffing. With flexible workers and no hidden platform fees, you can save on operating costs and maximize earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. We're very excited for today's episode. Joining us here at the Prosper Forum, our friend, Mr. Don Fox, the legendary, I want to pause for effect, the legendary have chairman. Have we had a legendary guest before, Jimmy? You know what? This we is have, the first legendary. I think this might be the first time I've ever said the legendary chairman and leader at Firehouse Subs. Like, you, you like apples? I, I like do. them apples. I got to tell you, it's unbelievable. going to be a great episode. Don, thank you so much for being here. Sure thing, and I'm just glad it's legendary and not infamous. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it is legendary, you know. Uh, listen, I would have been in trouble right from the start. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. But before we get into it, we're just going to do things a little bit different here on the podcast today. We're going to kick things off with two hot topics. Just dive right in, into, into uh, basically, then go into our great segment, right. the food, the feud, and, hot the, uh, and the, the quick fire. I, I got sections too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let, let's have Don. Give us a little background on yourself, your history, your life. Let's go back to 1964. Let's kick it off. 1967. This is, this is Shaxi's Frazier Crane. Well, yeah, well, it's, yeah, I, I was, I was doing the math. Let's see, 64, I didn't start working when I was six. Uh, but, but but that's good stuff. That's, what, been. that's I, what we want to know. What well, was going on? Gold, but, that, it, wait a minute, is there a statute of limitations with the IRS on... Uh, no, no. Yes, no, well, yes, that, that yes, yes, working, yes. Actually, oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Statute of limitations, yes, six yes, years, we're yes, good. Yes, you are good, yeah. No well, tax uh, returns need to be filed here. We're good. Well, my very first job... In the uh, in the restaurant uh, industry, 50 years ago, started washing dishes, a little Italian restaurant in uh, Lakewood, New Jersey. Ah, oh, another New Jersey. You know who loves New Jersey? This guy. Yeah, that guy. I can tell guy. from the accent right away. Yeah, I've, I've kind of lost mine. I've been out of New Jersey a lot. I've kind of. So, uh, yeah, that's where it all started. That wasn't my initial ambition. I was going to be a musician, trumpet player. Ended up uh, going to college for uh, one semester. I hear <laughs> you, man. And then decided to try to go out and play. Uh, for a living, decided and realized that that was not going to make for a very good living. But I was in restaurants the whole time, so I spent uh, went from that first job to four years with Six Flags. Uh, my first management job, well, like great, like great adventure. Down yes, there? a great adventure, right in Jackson. Oh man, wasn't love great adventure. Five thirty-seven, I think, is the route. Kind of there you go. Yeah, down, right? yeah, yeah, man, love it. Remember it all. And uh, but when I decided that I was going to focus on a restaurant career, moved to Florida, uh, Tampa Market, joined Burger King. And that turned into a 23-year career with uh, BK. Still uh, playing the trumpet the whole time. Oh, still playing. Uh, well, now I'm playing a lot. Well, maybe I'll come back to that, but uh, on and off over the years. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2003, joined the Firehouse subs team. Had moved to Jacksonville in 95 while I was still with uh, with BK. Right. And uh, Firehouse was a 65-unit brand then. They were looking for somebody who had experience in the franchising business. And I uh, checked those boxes. I had spent a lot of my career with BK supporting as field consultant, yep. uh, regional rep, uh, working with the franchise community. Knew a lot about it. 
And uh, then over the course of the next 20 years, uh, 65 restaurants to uh, over 1,200. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. When you started a firehouse, there were how many? S- uh, 65. And then? At that point. And, and now? The firehouse was founded in 94, so they had about nine years under their belt, about... Uh, a little over half those restaurants were company-owned. They had just started the process of franchising in earnest a couple of years right. uh, before I got there. Uh, so I came in as the first uh, franchising professional uh, to lead that side of the business. And you grew it And a big team effort. Uh, one, of, one of the greatest— Forget uh, the team. Let's hear about you. How many did you get it, Bill? Uh, 1,269, I think is where they're at. Single-handedly know, built so, this company, 1,200 units. Team, Chassis. We're all about team. Single-handedly. He's legendary. It is about team. team. That's why he's legendary. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, yes, yes. Legendary. Yes, yes. Legendary. Listen, I want to ask. You've had an, ex- I mean, again, extraordinary uh, career, and I think one um, I know a lot of people would only just be, be dreaming of. And while I wish we could do, like, over your 50 years, you know, 50 questions for 50 years, in an effort to be respectful of your time and efficient otherwise, I'd love it if we could just maybe take maybe three of the greatest lessons. And whether you want to draw some of your early days or you want to bring up something more of the growth, you know, the, the growth years, sure. you need a recent lesson. First early, lesson, never early, do this podcast. A, a recent, but I think so many people would love to hear someone who's amassed and, and experienced so much. Sure. Can you tell me your lessons? I'll, I'll tell you my very first most valuable lesson was in my very first job washing dishes. In that Italian restaurant. And if you're familiar with Italian restaurants and you wash dishes, you realize early on that your best friend is the person who stirs the sauce pot. Oh, All right. Drop it knowledge. It is everything about the teamwork and the inter- interdependence, um, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a restaurant. Uh, to carry that forward. You know, it's all about the people you work with and having great relationships. So that's lesson number one. By the way, and I'm a firm believer that most of your most valuable lessons happen at the very front end yes. of your career. Yeah. And especially if you come up through the business, although um, the way I did. The second lesson, and it's been a bit of a theme in the uh, conference uh, here today, is we don't have a choice in this being an industry of business that is hard work. Here with technology and everything else. There's always going to be hard work. You don't have a choice in it being hard work. But it's a choice to work hard. And that's the second most important lesson. Work hard at it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to succeed. And sometimes the success doesn't always come on the timetable that you think. And, right. and I can I can think of times I was passed over promotions along the line and very disappointed. We would say, are working a little luck, I'll right? A, a, a great lesson. At one time when I was a restaurant manager, working my tail off in a Burger King, every day doing everything I felt I needed to do. And I got passed over promotion that I thought I should, that I really deserved. And I got so angry about it. Did you quit? And, and I'm like, got him? No. But I, I heard about it. I got in my old Chevy Monza drive, uh, go home. And, and frankly, it was not that well off financially or anything else. And I've got this old car. And I, and I get out of the car. And I'm so angry about this. And I slam the door of the car. Glass shatters. Glass shatters. Oh, man. And I'm like, and it was a lesson. I said, man, chill. All right. Keep cool because I didn't have the money to replace to that one. And here I am trying to get a promotion, and now I'm knowing the guy talking about professional. I'm driving around with a visqueen uh, cover on my window because I can't afford to get replaced. Another very important lesson, you know, control your emotions yeah. about it. Be cool. That is a good one, by the way. Yeah. And then the uh, and the, really the third most important lesson. Fast forward a lot farther into my career, and it's really with Firehouse. And I know this sounds like a cliche, but it it's about the importance of culture and yes, and, and a very important part of that is leading by example. And I've, uh, 
you know, I've had times when I've made mistakes and made bad decisions in my career, but by that point, as I was maturing and uh, put in a position of brand leadership, realized that as a leader, you should never forget that the people you lead, their capacity to watch you is far greater than your, your capacity, capacity to, to watch, watch them. them. And so many times in, in mm-hmm. people in leadership, they're just think it's all, all about looking down. Now, everything you do, everything you do, you say, uh, you're, you're, it's on display and you're, you're being watched and observed and being judged for it. And so never forget that with everything you do. So just three. I love it. No, those I'd are like, good. Those are good, one, good one, three. One thought that came to mind when you talked about uh, success, I'll just share the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Boom. Oh, oh, Jimbo, I love that. Oh, Listen. I tell people want the success, they want the accolade, yes. they want the record. You know what? It starts with the work. Agree. Then, we'll, then we'll figure the rest out. And sometimes life isn't fair, but it life is about is, the no work. One says no, I, I, I love it. I one appreciate One thing that. I love about the restaurant is, and Jimmy, you started as a bartender. I started as a bartender. You started as a dishwasher, but I washed plenty of dishes. Let me tell you, I love using that spray thing, you know, the spray <laughs> thing on the eco lab. You always said that was the original best piece of innovation. That was the, the first automation. Hey, I'm going to interrupt for a second. I'm so old. When I was washing dishes, it was a two-compartment sink. They didn't have three <laughs> compartments sinks back then. Three. Yeah, I hear you. And by the way, no dishwasher machine. Oh, I, mean, there was, you know, oh, I love that. Called, it's dropping down the handle. Right. I love that. <laughs> but you know what's so great? Just what we're talking about right now. There's, I think it, it, no other industry, in my opinion, it, will give you better stories than the restaurant is. Everyone should be writing books and, and, um, you know, because we got great stories. So I'd like to hear... What's a funny story that you have? And I'm just going to throw out something here because someone mentioned something to me. Is there any story that might involve Shaq that you could remember? Well, yes. Can you share a little bit about yeah, that? Because sure. someone mentioned something when I <laughs> said you were going to be on the podcast. Did Josh or Sam tell Somebody you said just to ask him about Shaq. Sure, we, we have, we have, our friend has a, a little bit of history with Shaq. And as an aside, we got into social media because of Shaq years ago because um, – he had a, one of the earlier Twitter accounts, and now X, and I, I didn't know what Twitter was at this point. I can't remember the year exactly. And uh, one of my team members, uh, it comes in at our at our office and says, hey, you won't believe this. Shaq tweeted about Firehouse. And uh, I'm like, what's Twitter? And they tell me, it's just, it's just, and if I, I get the quote right, it says, that turkey and wheat is gooder than a mug. Right. So that's when Firehouse got its first Twitter account. So we got to get up. We got to go see what yeah, they're about. Yeah, right? no doubt. So, so that's the first time Shaq makes an entrance into the brand. And they go forward a few years, and we had him come in and appear at our franchise conference. And uh, Don Yeager, who is uh, here today, actually led an interview of, uh, that was the format. So Don right. was going to interview Shaq while he's on stage, and they go through this. And, and I had a chance to meet Shaq. Uh, I hadn't met him before until before he went out. We were just like in the green room, going through an intro. He's very... He's a, he's a real pro, and he's learning everything about the brand, the names, who's this, and you right, get right, all right. familiar with it. You don't know how he's going to use it. Well, at least as far as it came to me, the way he uses it, he gets about three-quarters of the way through his stage presentation. And she goes, was that, was that CEO Foxy out there? Oh, now, I'm I, saying I love the that. Audience, I'm I love audience, that. I didn't say anything. Lights are down. He's just, I just, and he kind of moved on in a, couple, in a minute or two later. Foxy? Foxy, are you out there? And he just repeats this shtick about five or six times during the... So then he gets to the end of his stage time, and he gets right of applause, and he goes, Foxy, you got to come up here. So I go up to stage. This is, now, you may remember knowing Shaq's background. He was a deputized uh, police officer. I think he was in Orlando. Right. So he goes, you know I'm a policeman in Orlando. He's, 
I've heard you've been a bad boy. Is, is, oh, that, yeah, is, yeah. is that true? I know where this is going. And, uh, I don't know where this is going yet. And, and, and he, uh, this is probably, I don't know, and, and I'm playing dumb. I have no idea what he's, he's doing. Is you got a choice. I will either put you in cuffs and take you out of here, or you're getting a spanking. I said, I'll take the spanking. <laughs> Get a spanking. I laid, I laid across his lap, and there's some great pictures. How there. many people in the audience there? Oh, uh, probably about a thousand. thousand people. And you're sitting on Shaq's lap. Yes, yes, uh, laid, laid across, across his lap. His hand is huge. I would imagine his hand is enormous. Yes. And uh, anyway, so it's great. Franchisees loved it. So you got a slap. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a couple, I think. A couple of slaps. Yeah. That slap by Shaq. <laughs> was there a red yes. mark uh, yeah, on your buttocks after? Hey, that's went, a big he, hand. I, he went kind of easy. He, he, he did? He, 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 he threw a, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is, that's a, that's a great set. There's so many great stories oh, no, there like are. that. I, I could. A you lot can go of like, on and on, maybe man. Maybe I we'll, can't tell all tonight, of them. Tonight, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do some, uh, you know, Perry, Perry, we'll, we'll, we'll open yeah, we'll it up a little bit. Going, we'll open it up tonight. But, man, it, it is a great, as, as you said, it's it's great industry. And I think one of the tenets of the industry is you got to have fun. There's a lot of people sometimes. Yes. It's not for everybody, and you got to find a, you gotta find a way to have fun. cancer in the restaurant industry. You know, we're having a good a good time. Yeah. Listen, we, uh, we had the privilege of, of having you with us today. Our industry is going through a, a very meaningful um, transformational period. When we come back together two years from now, I'm only going to have two years. What do you think in terms of, you know, it's our crystal ball moment. You're going to bond your Miss, you know, uh, Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat predicting the future. How do you see restaurants and dining just two years from now in relation to hospitality and technology? We always want to, I think we always love the idea that tech should be a supporting actor. It should be contributing to, um, delivering greater value, but things are moving pretty fast in two years yep. from now. What yep. do you think? What do you think we're going to be talking about? Boy, I'll tell you, I'm going to start by saying what I hope happens. Great. I think for the industry to really be super successful and they decide where they're going to go, need to have an experience that fits what they're looking for. And I think one of the challenges for every brand is going to be how inclusive or exclusive are they going to be in terms of this, the that experience, experience that yep. they provide. So if you're totally leaning in technology away that takes away hospitality from you and that's what a portion of your guests are looking for because not every, everybody's looking for different things people, uh, everyone people eats love, a little different everybody's coming in presumably loves the food and is part of it but there's other things that attract them to it so i think getting that formula right within the brand uh there there are there are i i hope for the sake of the industry overall and for hospitality that there's even more growth within casual dining in the sense of traditional Yes, hospitality. Because I think if that goes away, it starts it starts to uh, remove Take some it, of the eat, definition. Eating at home, everyone just picking up, eating at home. And we're going to really... be a, a convenience store. With yeah. all due respect to the convenience store, yes. which are competitors, yeah. of course. But but if it's simply a matter of food alone, this gets a little. Um, that's uh, you got to ask the experience, man. Is, is, is a restaurant what makes a restaurant? And it's sometimes. Again, these academic discussions about it, but you take away the service element, then well, okay. Well, I get food at a grocery store. I get a food. I, I get food, prepared food, for a lot of different places. So, as that's what I hope happens, everybody goes that way. I, and uh, I think what will well, what's forced a lot of the things like technology is uh, sometimes it's the, it's, it's the cost equation. It's about what the restaurant operator feels is best for quote unquote the business. Yep. I think what we got to do is keep in mind what's what's best for the guest at the same time. The two are not. Yeah, and we always say everyone eats a little different. 
Jimmy's pop is eighty something years old. He's six years old. He doesn't want a. He doesn't want. He wants. Codes. He wants. He, a, he, want a kiosk. A, he wants an old school joint. Yeah. He wants a little white but piece my of paper. Showed him what's number. Yeah, he wants a different experience than than, than his grandkids. My kids don't want to talk on the phone. They don't want to call anybody if they can't order on the phone. They don't want to do it. Well, I think with and looking way out in time, this isn't a matter for two years from now, but ten, twenty years ago, as generations pass, as it goes on, as you know. Let's say because I'm a I'm a solid boomer. I was born in 1958. I'm 60 65 years old. Uh, I can look within my generation, my peer set, and it's very and it's different. You've got you still have some people who, from a technology standpoint, are are not adopters. Yep. But yeah, I, seriously, oh, what's wrong? Exactly. You may yeah. But but you but then you go down to the Gen X, and well, okay, you know, progressively through the ages. Now, how is that going to flow through over time? I'm very curious to see. Maybe ten years from now, if you look at Gen Z, are are they going to? Is there going to be this yearning for the experience? Because there's so many other parts of their lives where they're not getting it, right? Because of technology. But but I think it's a real missing part. So what is going to provide for that? I I'll just uh, I'll say one thing about youth today, and this is one thing that's great with this conference that we're we're at is a lot of youth, the accelerators coming yeah. in. Yeah, and I love it. I, I'm I'm very bullish on youth actually when it comes to work ethic and so on within the restaurant industry. I think it's a load of dung. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Decide which uh, alternative uh, word I'll use uh, about you know, kids today and all that stuff. I, you can I just say any word I, you want I, I just on this podcast, oh, by the way. Fantastic. You I, wish you, I wish you told me that, <laughs> hey, I wish you you told me that 15 no, minutes there's ago. There's no rules here. This, you this can drop any bomb you want, baby. <laughs> any bomb you want. Hey, take the bomb. We don't talk to bombs. No bombs. No bombs? Yeah, but we stop at the airport tomorrow. I don't want bombs. No bombs. I mean that. I'm talking about the F-bombs. The phones are listening. We're going to be recorded. They're talking about bombs. Well, you can say whatever you want. All right. Say whatever you want. Anyway. Anyway, listen, I think we got, we got, we're running out of time. You want to do a little talking back? You want to do a talking back or you want to go right into the feud? Feud. All right, we'll go right to the feud. We're got, I ask, uh, every Tuesday we have a LinkedIn poll. We ask great questions out there. Uh, three to 400,000 people respond. I'm the numbers guy. We ask 100 people. It's way more than that. It's way more than that. And we ask and we get the, uh, the winner. And I'm going to ask you uh, right now, I'm going to ask you a question. Yep. Pretend you got a buzzer. I'm going to give you the four possible answers. You tell me which one is the the number one answer on the Family Feud board. Are you okay. ready? Ready. Jimbo, you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite burrito spot? Is it Freebirds World Burrito, Chipotle Mexican Grill, Taco Bell, or Fuzzy's Taco Shop? Chipotle. Ding, ding, ding. Jimmy, you didn't even, you didn't even, you just, you froze. I was, I was about to give my answer. I went, and the Foxy is get, right. He might be right, but I'm giving my answer. What's your answer? Free birds. Free birds world oh, free burrito. birds on the board, number two. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, that's number two. Nice. Uh, like Fuzzy's it. number three and Taco Bell number four, but Chipotle is, is come on. It's a silver. Everybody loves that. I mean, those burritos are off the chain, off the chart. All right, listen, we'll go right into the branded quick fire. I'm going to ask you it's five lightning round of, questions. Don't think too hard. Are you ready? Are you all it is, I, I, we've done a Nielsen poll of the number one uh, segment on all podcasts, and uh, the hospitality, the uh, quick fire is the number one. That's that's not me. That's Nielsen talking. Okay. Joe Rogan, eat your hot out. Favorite sandwich top? Uh, tomatoes. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, the, the Nestle, the Nestle, the I'm Nestle not, I'm not sure. What's your favorite cuisine? What's yeah. your favorite cuisine? My, my favorite cuisine? <laughs> we know where he's eating tonight. We're, we're all eating at the same place tonight. tonight. Good question. I got to talk to my producer. Oh, okay. Favorite cuisine? Uh, actually, uh, whole grain cereal. Okay. Right. That's, that's a I'm on a very low fat. I'm going to be right. not. Oh, oh you look fantastic. Low you fat great. Diet. I got to tell you. Uh, that. Uh, Whatever yes. you're doing, yes. Jimmy, we got to yes. talk to Don after this. No uh, shaming. No shaming. I'm not shaming. I'm being truthful. What's your favorite food scene in the world? 
My fa- I'm sorry, my favorite favorite food city in the world. Oh, favorite food. Um, Chicago. I love Chicago. Good city. Good food city. Where's your favorite place to travel? Wow. Um, you know, I uh, I love traveling back to home. This is where my favorite place to travel. Lakewood, New Jersey. No matter where do I go? Uh, no home and. Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. You know, I thought, I thought, I thought the, we started out Lakeville, New with Jersey. With all the traveling I've done all over the world, there's not a place I've gone to that I've said, oh, I'd rather be here. My favorite place to travel to is, is going home. Is That's home. a sweet story. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, listen. If you were to travel, I mean, if you were to challenge Jimmy Rock to a classic game show, match game, you know match game, right? Yeah. yeah. What do you have better odds of beating? Jimmy Rock, match game. Is that match game? I, I think um, it's not match game. I think if it was let's match make a deal, I think you guys would be in a suit together. Oh yeah, some sort. Which yeah. one would be the which yeah. would be the head and the front of the back? Which would be the ass? The Siamese twins, yeah. uh, something like that. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I think I'd have a better chance of beating Jimmy. Yeah, I like oh. that. Yeah, I, I, I respect the answer. You just don't agree with it. Well, I don't. Does he know how quickly you lose? You 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 lose your attention. There we go. We go. Match Somebody game. Somebody might think. Match game. Match game. Oh, so, see, there's a strategy. Yes. See, I'm just saying that so that he thinks he can challenge me. There we go. Yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. You see? Totally, totally respect it. Listen, I, uh, I'm i not a small man. I'm not as big as Shaq, so at the risk of my getting slapped. Wait, you want Foxy? You want to spank? No, you I want to spank Foxy. You want to spank we, Foxy? I just wanted to call him Foxy. I, I, oh, I love saying Foxy. Love saying, we appreciate you joining does us. Anybody, does everybody call you Foxy? I bet that afternoon there were a few. Uh, yes, it kind of it caught on a little bit. It's it caught on. I'm going yeah. Foxy. Yeah. May I call yes. you Foxy? Yeah, you can. It, not if you want him to respond to you. Our new best friend, <laughs> Foxy. But listen, we want to thank you for joining us, having some fun with us. We do love literally having the opportunity to speak to people that have just been so meaningful and instrumental in this industry that we love. And uh, and you're here, you're giving back, and you're uh, teaching lessons, and thank you for all of it. If you want to get in touch, our listeners want to get in touch with Mr. Fox. We don't give out personal information anymore. Mr. Fox. That was a season. I'm trying to make up for the Foxy comment. Okay. Um, you can email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, and we would be happy to connect you. And Don, sincerely, thank you for everything you're doing for the industry. Cheers. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Yeah, Mike. thanks. Thanks.